Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babe? I am just fine. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Really good. You just are? Just before, wasn't I? I um, I'm definitely having a week of eating. I think it's fine. winter's approaching. You're like a little I'm, squirrel. Uh, I'm absolutely a squirrel. Stuff full um, of nuts. Well, instead of stuffle and nuts, I wouldn't mind, but uh, it's stuffle of chicken balls, Stephen, um, <laughs> as you do. But um, delicious, yeah. It, it, sometimes it just has to be done. I'm very mm-hmm. much like that. I feel like I'm, I'm connected to to, to very to, to weathers and uh, yeah. when there's uh, full moons and things like that. So, so I'm blaming it on that. Plus, I am training quite hard at the minute, so it could possibly be that. But I think it's more gluttony. <laughs> I mean, it could be both. <laughs> Uh, you know, you are if when you're eating, when you're um, sorry, training more, then you probably do want to eat more, don't you? I would have thought. Definitely. Or are you just using it as an excuse? Using it as an excuse, Stephen. I think <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you hungry. But uh, when you're actually ordering more dishes than you're actually going to eat that night, so you've got breakfast the next day, um, and you're ordering up a separate special fried rice and uh, oh, Hong Kong good, style uh, sweet and sour chicken, which Ooh. was incredible. Um, but but yeah, enough about my, my weekly diet. How's your week been? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been all right. I um I. Uh... I went rowing on the weekend and uh, I I bought Sophie Ellis Bex's autobiography, which I'd been reading and uh, loads of little bits and bobs like that. I went to a little party on Saturday night, which went on a bit too late. Um, a bit messy. A bit messy, could say that. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't fully recovered even by Monday, um, but that's fine. Um, Thought of a good night. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, you you don't think that on Sunday, but, you know, no. looking, looking back, all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so just uh, bits and bobs, normal life, really, I guess. Just Ellie on Sophie's things. book, I used to love a bit of uh, SEB. Um, it's, it's, well, it's quite interesting. It's a lot of, um, I'm, I'm one of her, like, I'm a huge fan. I love her. Um, and I'm still at, like, her childhood stage at the minute. So, like, when she was selling Blue Peter badges of her mum's in the school playground and... Um, entrepreneurial uh, very entrepreneurial she would do anything for a buck basically um <laughs> so she was selling for 50p or a pound at a time um that's a class school to go to the kids at my school were selling like astro belts and uh pick a mix do you remember like flying saucers <laughs> oh yeah people used to sell that yeah there weren't no blue peter badges i used to want a badge so bad i should have gone to school with sophie ellis petra could have bought one yeah you could have bought one for 50p babes you probably could on ebay now if you really wanted one <laughs> uh but probably a bit beyond it i would i would imagine now um but yeah it's actually it's this good little read although i do find i haven't been much for a reader for the last since the p- pandemic began really and i do find it quite hard to concentrate for like any length of time um like that like sit and like actually like dedicate the time and not like pick up my phone or make a cup of tea or don't know my hands just constantly like need i need to just be doing this all the time on my phone it's the Um, tech generation we live in now because that was going to be my new year's resolution he says at the end of october still hasn't (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted to read more but i had got during the lockdown i downloaded a couple of audio books um, oh, yeah. And that's kind of nice. Like, when I was doing like massive clear outs, or if you're doing bits and bobs, cooking, it was kind of nice to have in the background that you because you can multitask. You feel like you're doing more. Whereas I've realised the only time I read a book is if I'm laying around a pool on a sun lounger, which I haven't done for, well, many years, like a lot of people because of COVID. Um, so I think that's why I've not read a book. 
Well, no rush. The books will still be there when you when you are next lying around by the uh, yeah. by the sun lounge. I'm sure it will happen eventually. I'm got. I'm sure you'll have some um, bit of winter sun, maybe, or something next early next year. Possibly might try to go away. Definitely, definitely, we'll uh, in the in the new year for sure. But um, there is something nice going away for just for a couple of days. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm. Um, I'd like to do the same myself. But then I have been away this year. So I can't really complain too much. I did manage to get away to Malta um, for a little while. Let's do a bit of showbiz. Now it's busy. I wait for showbiz, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly has been. Has there been? Uh, has there been any uh, uh, showbiz stories that have caught your eye? Because I have to say, it's been yeah, like you said, a busy one. A lot's caught my eye. You know what I'm like. I do love a bit of showbiz news and mm. gossip. But obviously, mm. but coming off the back of last week, we was we were speaking about Little Mix and um, the kind of fallout. Obviously, there's rumours that there's going to be an alleged announcement that that the, the band's breaking up. That yeah, Little Mix are over. Um, I don't know. I feel a bit. I was a bit surprised when I first read it, and then the more I've sort of looked around, I'm a bit like, oh, maybe it's not that much of a surprise. Uh, Leanne had her thirtieth birthday this week, and neither Jay nor Perry turned up. Um, what you're reading internet? Well, it seems a bit odd to me. I get that they all have separate lives, obviously, and they, they maybe they live far apart or, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But after all these, like, testing couple of weeks, it seems a bit weird to me. They may have been there and not pictured, actually, to be fair, um, that, you know, but um, but I, I certainly couldn't see them. I don't know. Um, I'll be very sad to see them go leave the pop scene because um, I like their music, but maybe they've decided that it might be time to call it quits. They've been together 10 years. Do you think this was always in the pipeline or has the, the last week or two, do you think, really just made them think, do you know, like, let's just go our separate ways? It's a really good question. I, I, would, I would sense that something like this would have had a bit more forethought than just the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, they've got a very strong management team around them and all that sort of stuff. Um, so if they do want to take a break for whatever reason, then um, it, it will have taken a little bit of planning. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would, will, will you miss them? I imagine you would. Uh, yeah, definitely. And um, but I, I'm not surprised. I mean, obviously, this is still all alleged, but yeah. I'm not surprised. Obviously, we've got the little mix babies now, which yep, are true. still very, very young. Um, yeah, I, I just think with every and we're seeing the girls going on, and a lot of them are doing bits and bobs, and you're seeing what they like as individuals, and you can kind of see, yeah. I think, what they want to focus on and what means something to them. Um, I certainly don't think it's the last we've seen of them, mm. and um, I think they're still obviously going to do their their big tour. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe who knows? In ten years, we'll have like we did with Girls Allowed, that they'll get back together. Maybe Jesse will come along then. Maybe Bridges will be built by then. Who I mean, knows? it seems pretty ropey between them all, doesn't it? I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that happening. Although most of the time, I think when it comes down to it, if there's money involved, <laughs> yeah, they might be encouraged. <laughs> yeah. The cold hard cash on a Friday night once they turn up at the O2 might help. Yeah, exactly. So if they if they think they could sell out a couple of venues, sell out, you know, the Manchester Arena or Stadium alight in Newcastle, thing, then maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll change their minds. Um, That's if the current band might want to go back to the the original lineup, or because sometimes people like to think that they're like, once you're out, you're out. If we come back, we're doing it as us. 
Yeah, possibly. Um, um, and obviously, Jesse has upset a lot of people <laughs> um, yeah. with stuff in the last couple of weeks. So I guess it uh, remains to be seen. And actually, instantly, her single did. So it went in at number four, but it's dropped quite rapidly to number 19 in just its second week. So it may have had a big initial impact, but it seems to be uh, plummeting down the charts. Uh, and I think like we predicted last week, I think social media, what we're seeing, especially with fans of the band that have grown up and loved them as a band for the last 10 years, it almost puts you as a fan in a situation when there is a rift like that. And it's one thing someone leaving if things are still amicable and like there's none of this she said, she said kind of thing. But mm. when it becomes such almost a public spat and there's, there's digs being thrown about, people almost have to start taking sides, I think, as fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they do, naturally, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, watch this space. I don't know how how it's been leaked or, as we say, we don't even know it's true, but um, I, I certainly wouldn't be shocked if it is, though. Yeah, well, like uh, it's rumoured to be November, so um, I'm sure we'll have that to talk about then when it happens. Um, there has also been, though, in, in slightly happier news, and I've become a bit obsessed with it, uh, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker getting engaged. Now, the, they're not really two people I normally care about too much, but there's something about them that together that I'm just kind of obsessed with. So you know me, I love a Kardashian. Yeah, and uh, was very gutted when the show ended. And again, it's just typical and sod's law that, uh, that the most drama in their lives in the last few years seems to be happening now the show isn't on. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether that's planned or not, I don't know. But we, we've seen quite a lot happening post-show ending. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, obviously they, they've been dating for a little while. But um, I think Not that long, are, though. It's less than a year. Less than a year, yeah. But you know what it's like on social media? When you start seeing people and, yeah, it, it feels longer than it was. It feels longer than a year for me. But I think for anyone that's an old school Kardashian fan, obviously I think a lot of people still held out hope that her and Scott might get back together. And there was always rumours yeah. if she ever had another child, would she want it to be Scott's again? Um, obviously, he's gone on to have several relationships after her. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, here we are, like I say, less than a year later. But but it, the family seem to be supporting. I see Chloe, Chris, they're all putting out their Instagram appreciation posts. Yeah, yeah, they've already had a uh, party, haven't they, for her, I think. Um, but then, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the actual proposal, which um, was, uh, I mean, Kardashians are obviously known for over-the-top gestures, but they, they, they had two personal photographers um, a, a, a sea of red roses and candles on the beach in, in California. And you think, sometimes, don't you just want a little private moment to yourself? <laughs> surely, surely, even the Kardashians quite like to do some things privately. Or do you think it's all about the, the grab, essentially? I guess, in a way that probably feels a lot less low-key than it would have been if they were still on a show because they would have had a camera crew filming it. Um, True. So there would have been that side of it. So to them, that probably feels like a right low-key affair. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think the Kardashians don't do don't do things by halves. And, uh, and you know what they say, if it ain't on the ground, did it happen? <laughs> and um, I think a lot of them w- and would probably admit themselves that the 
the, the success of what a lot of them have, have achieved in their businesses has been social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, but I'm not surprised that we do see all these, right? Because I, I think with all the sisters that you, you kind of see, I remember Kylie, I think it was one Father's Day, uh, did, did a video on social media. And, I mean, all I'm saying is I'd love to be the florist in Calabasas. I mean, they are just breaking it in. The, the coins are coming in, engagement, <laughs> Father's Day, Mother's Day, birthday. There's so many. There must be a birthday every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, that's not a bad little business idea for Dragon's Den, a florist in Calabasas. Yeah, that's actually a really good shout, Bob. I think, to be honest, you may have yourself a business plan. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to Calabasas. Um, Let's do it. Well, we have uh, we have some exciting guests today. You did a little pre-record interview, didn't you, with um, Spencer Matthews? Yeah, I did. We had a lovely little chat with Spencer. So um, we're, we're going to play him at the end of the show. Yeah, great. And then um, and then we have um, Alexis from uh, Married at First Sight UK, um, who had a bit of a bump any on the show. Um, uh, uh, we can talk to her about that. Um, and then we also have uh, Dino Bailey, formerly of IBT Weekender, and then. Uh, X now doing um, Celeb X in the City um, to talk with. So um, should be a great show. And then we'll play Spencer out at the end. Um, so for now, shall we get Alexis in? Let's do it. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, babe. How are you, my How love? are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. I'm you good. Excited say, to talk to you. We're so glad to have you on. I've got right light envy. <laughs> oh, it's really bright though isn't it shall I turn it down a bit Is that no better? I'm living for it <laughs> <laughs> you look glowing babe you look glowing <laughs> thank you <laughs> what so, have you been up to keep busy girl what haven't I been up to since the show honestly it's just been crazy I'm very very grateful um, yeah it's all it's all go 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 at the moment it, it, I think it's pretty safe to say that you had a bit of a bumpy ride on Married at First Sight. <laughs> I definitely was did. It, I, was it explain a bit to anyone that doesn't know what happened, and then also kind of what was it what you were expecting? Yeah, so I went on to the show, married a stranger. I honestly thought I was going to find the love of my life. Call me naive, but that's naive. what I generally thought. <laughs> yeah, naive, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I got put that definitely wasn't my match and I definitely wasn't his match um Jordan mm-hmm. and then I left the process and I came back with Ant which I actually really fancied at the time um and yeah unfortunately it just didn't progress romantically I think we was just more of a friendship mm-hmm. well on Ant's side it was more of a friendship <laughs> so the first guy they'd matched you with did you know early doors he wasn't a bit of you yeah I think the when we got to the honeymoon and he expressed to me I wasn't his type, I, I think I just shut down instantly because I was like, I couldn't be any more different than his type. Mm. Um, and yeah, I felt like he shut down because of that and it, ultimately I shut down and we just didn't know how to communicate with each other. Well, it's a shit start to an honeymoon, <laughs> isn't it? When you know that you're not... <laughs> do you know what I mean? From yeah, the, from the off, you're kind of like, right, well... Yeah, we were there five minutes. (laughs) Literally just had our first bloody drink. And it was like, (laughs) dun, dun, dun. (laughs) But what made you want to do it in the first place? Because I'm not to, I mean, it hasn't had the best success rate, has it, the show? 
exactly. Um, I'll be really honest with you. Prior to the show, I was doing the whole celibacy thing. Mm-hmm. So I was took time out for myself. I was working on my self-healing process. I think I was just really trying to get to know me again because I'd always been in relationships. And mm-hmm. it was the first time in like two years that I'd actually been on my own. So I was on my little self-healing journey. And then when the show came up, I thought, Do you know what? This might be the reason why I've been celibate and why I haven't been dating because ultimately maybe my perfect man, my happily ever after is waiting at the end of the aisle. That's what I generally thought. And I feel like I'm naive. Now I look back, yes, I'm very naive, but that's how I felt at the time. Some say naive, some say romantic, because I kind of yeah. like to think, do you know what, you, you was hoping that the fairy tale was out there. And the thing mm. is, on these kind of shows, when you've got dating gurus and experts, you kind of hope you, you're, you're giving them like your, your life and your potential relationship in their hands. You, you want someone to almost go, right, here's Mr. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you think because they obviously the experts have experience and we do a lot of like tests and stuff, you do think, do you know what, this could work. This could really work in my favour. But it definitely didn't in these examples, did it? It definitely didn't. No, it definitely didn't. And I think that's what I found harder than anything, the disappointment. That must be quite, uh, if you were just expecting to come out of it and sort of, uh, you know, find, yeah, the love of your love of your life potentially, and then you just come out feeling sort of upset and disappointed. Were yeah. You just, were you a bit, were you a bit um, heartbroken by the end of it? Um, I wouldn't say heartbroken because I wasn't mm. in love with anyone, but I definitely, I definitely felt defeated. I feel like the process definitely defeated me to a certain degree and I just had to pick myself up and try again. Did it, did it ruin your self-confidence a bit? During the show, yeah. During the process, I did feel shit and I felt like every day I had to get up, look good, feel good and go again. And it was hard. It was hard trying to keep up a happy persona when deep down I was questioning everything. Mm. I was like, am I good enough? You know, like, am I a good person? Do I have a good heart? Because for me, it's not just about the looks. Yeah, It runs a lot deeper than that. Mm. And if no one could see, you know, that besides the looks, I was a good person, I think you do question yourself a little bit. And what was what's the deal now? Because there's been some pictures of you out and about with a certain uh, Ben Jardine, who's obviously well known from the show. What's the deal there? Are you? Is that something we should be uh, keeping an eye on? There's no deal there. <laughs> <laughs> Care to explain a bit further? Yeah. You're just friends. <laughs> yes, yeah, me and Ben are just friends. <laughs> it was a very messy night. <laughs> 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 so there's no potential there with you and Ben at all. No, Ben's a great guy, but yeah, definitely not my kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is your type like, after all this? Has it kind of made you rethink it? Are you single at the moment? I am still single, yeah. I haven't even been on a date yet. Um, oh. I'm getting lots of offers, but I'm really scared of the internet. You just never know who people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't actually have a physical type. Um, I'd say the only thing all my exes have in common is they're all dark skinned guys. But other than that, like they're not all the same build. They don't all look the same. Um, I also have dated females. So for me, it's it's a vibe. I don't really have a type. 
it's who I vibe with, who I connect with. It's an energy. It's not a physical thing or a looks thing for me. It's so definitely would, more of a vibe. So you definitely wouldn't rule out a relationship with a woman then moving forwards? No, I've dated women. Yeah. Well, I have been in a serious relationship with a woman in my past, yeah. And I did speak about it on the show, but it never aired. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. Do you think they did that on purpose or or just trying to cut it out for space? Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of things that we did record that probably didn't make the cut due to timing. Interesting. And since being on the show, what are the DMs saying, babe? People oh, sliding right into them. <laughs> Some people really need to come better with their game, honestly. <laughs> come on, guys, step it up. <laughs> <laughs> what like kind what? of things are they saying? Oh, some of them are really nice. Don't get me wrong. Paragraphs, you know, presenting themselves, what they do, what they can do for me, which I appreciate. Um, but some of them are wild. I don't need any more dick pics, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, is the DMs flooded with the dick pics? Yeah. <laughs> <For you. laughs> but I think it's actually because some people get quite, I mean, and, and you know, it's an individual thing, isn't it? Some people are quite upset if they receive those kind of things do you not feel like that are you just like whatever get oh, over I'm it such a down-to-earth girl come on who don't like a bit of sex come on <laughs> we all like sex we can't can't deny that so yeah <laughs> I just I just think it's a bit of banter to be honest I don't get offended and uh you had any any blue ticks going into the DMs not necessarily blue tick dick but just blue tick going in <laughs> Blue tick dick. That's a new one. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I have had a few, yeah. But yeah. I just think they're on the game, playing the game. Are they are they are the kind of people that are known for sort of playing the game? Yeah. You know, trying to hold on to something. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no names. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. You can tell us if you want to tell us a couple of names. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you kind of hoping from next now that the show's over you're a single girl so it could be a, a, a male or a female or whatever like in your future what are you hoping to do with your career what's next so dating life I'm literally I'm open I'm free I'm single I'm definitely ready to mingle but I am looking for something serious I feel like the whole point of me being celibate prior was to find something edible and <laughs> for the long term so, yeah, I'm definitely still looking for that. Um, and in terms of career, there's a lot going on. There's a lot, um, a lot in the pipelines, a lot that I can't speak about right now. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's all very exciting and it's stuff that I've always wanted to do. Is it, um, are, you, are you hoping to do more TV? Um, I would like to do more TV stuff. I'm not sure about a dating show again, but I've always wanted to get into the presenting world. And you know, yeah. Stay tuned. For <laughs> okay. <more. laughs> what about what about any any more music? Because you were you were actually on Britain's Got Talent, weren't you? Yeah, I did do Britain's Got Talent quite a few years ago. I've sung my whole life. It's never left me. Um, I don't really do it professionally anymore. But there has been a lot of talk prior to maths about me redoing some things, and yeah, I never say never. I always just go with how I feel at that time and what feels right. So, yeah, it's definitely not a rule out. 
So it's a watch this space. Watch this space, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it must be quite... Were you, were you kind of just uh, working before you did the show or have you gone back to that or...? Yeah, so prior to the show, I was a live stream broadcaster. So it's like online gaming and you talk ah. to loads of fans like all across the world. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. Um, and I've been in the industry doing like modeling for 10 years now. So I do like acting and music videos. I've done a lot of web series. I do a lot of extra work. So yeah, it's stuff that I was already doing before maths that I'm still doing now. And would you, if you were given the opportunity, would you would you do the show again or would you recommend other people do it again? Well, not for you. I definitely would recommend other people to do the show because not everyone has the same outcome as me. Like Adam and Taylor are proof, Matt and Dan are proof that it does work. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if I was to get asked to go back, I think I would really have to think about it. It mm. would be, yeah, it wouldn't be an easy yes decision. Let's say that much. <laughs> I think maybe give it another go when it comes back. But we need, this time, we would need love. Love, love, this love. This is third time lucky, babes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we couldn't have any mistakes. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think you're a brave woman. I couldn't. I would be terrified doing a show like that. And and you and you went through it on TV. You know that that, that having someone say the kind of things that most people would. Oh God, I just couldn't imagine. Um, yeah. But you you bounce back, and and I think people probably quite like that about you. Yeah, it was very out of my comfort zone. Prior to the show, I was very like a private person. Although mm. I'm in the industry, I was quite like. You never knew who I was dating or I wouldn't ever post. Um, so when the opportunity came, I thought, Do you know what? Maybe this is an opportunity to show people who I am. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like prior to the show, I showed much of my personality. Because mm-hmm. it's always that, you know, the internet's quite a funny place. You can say something and someone might be offended. You can upset someone. You can get backlash. It's, you know, it's very hit and miss sometimes. I feel like because of that, I was quite quiet. Um and now I don't have a choice but to be me and I'm totally owning it. And I'm just like, do you know what? I'm a bit like Marmite. You either love me or you hate me. And either one, I don't mind. It's fine. <laughs> You've got to own it, babes. And you absolutely yeah. own it. Oh, I you love have it. to own it. I always say to people, I'm not perfect. You know, I watched it back and I was like, fuck you now, Alex. You could have calmed down a little bit. But it's how you feel in the moment. And I literally, what you saw is me. In real life, I'll argue five minutes with someone and I'll be, you know, frustrated and passionate. And then five minutes later, I'm fine. And I'm like, let's just lay it under the carpet. Mm-hmm. So what you saw was me. And I, do you know what? I walked away with my head held high because of that. If I would have watched it back and been like, do you know what? That wasn't really me or I was quite dim. I would have, I think I would have regretted that more than just being myself. Well, well done for, for that. And um, yeah, you deserve all the praise. Thank you so much for, you. for joining us tonight. Really appreciate oh, it. Alexis. Thank you guys for having me. I've loved it. Good oh, luck with whatever so you welcome. do next. Thank you so much. Bye, Speak to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what a bubbly character for all she went through on the show. Oh, I know. Bless her. I do I think mean, it's it brave takes, though. It takes some balls to do that show, honestly. Mm. I just can't imagine seeing someone down the aisle and then just like not, and then just thinking that 
that's the person I'm about to marry. I mean, I know it's not technically proper marriage straight away, but I don't know. I just think, I don't know, just, it's, it ta- yeah, it takes a lot of balls, doesn't it? It is. I mean, even when I've done shows in the past, which I mean, nowhere near on this scale, but I remember being terrified going on blind dates, thinking, oh, what if I don't like him? What if the conversation's not there or it's dry? That's a date. Do you know what I mean? You've just got to have a steak. Or, 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 or just a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or a drink. But to think, well, we're going to potentially going to get married and we're going on honeymoon. And then, like she said, to know five minutes into the honeymoon that they weren't feeling it. Oh, God. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm not good with rejection at the best of times. So no. I think to, um, for her to, to do that is, is quite something. Yeah, um, get the boarding pass back to the airport. Let's go home now. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Well, yeah. Well, after you've done your test and all that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we have our second guest, Dino Baby, uh, ready to come in. So let's get him in and have a chat. Perfect. Hello. We can't hear you. Why? Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah, we can now. We can now. You're there. Um, how are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. And yourself? Very good. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show, Stephen. No worries. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. How you been keeping? I've been keeping really good. Well, I've been out a lot lately, so I've been hung over a lot lately. So I'm, <laughs> but I've been very well, very good. Making the most of being allowed out and after all the, the 54 lockdowns. Exactly. That, do you know what? That's what it is, though, to be honest. Like, it's just, it feels so nice to go to a bar and not have to book a table and just go out and have a spontaneous night out as normal. Exactly. Right. Obviously, got to ask you, you're, you're doing X in the City. Yes. How did you find it? I, do you know what? I really enjoyed it because I've never been on a blind date before. Like, and I mean, literally a blind date where you know nothing about them. Like normally, obviously you've maybe DM'd on Instagram or you know of them from around town, but this was like a blind date where I, I didn't even know anything about them. And that's yeah, can you Explain a bit about how the show works. So we um we go on a, a blind date with someone obviously we'd, we'd never met before. And while we're having dinner with them, uh, one of our exes turns up. And then you have dinner with both of them, which I find very funny. Like, I enjoyed it because I think, like, entertaining two people at once while eating dinner is very nice. And I fancied the waitress as well, so I had, like... <laughs> <laughs> so we had three potentials going on. So I want to ask you, before your ex walks in, because I did the show, but a lot of people were saying to me, who else is doing it? But because it was filmed still during the, the strange times of COVID and everything, I, I didn't really see anyone else. I think we all did different days or we was in and we was out. So I generally had no idea. But I think people thought I was being all secret squirrel, not saying what other celebs had done it. And I was like, I generally couldn't tell you. I want to ask you, so before the ex walks in, how was your initial blind date? Was there chemistry there? Did you fancy her? Yeah, do you know what? I My uh, original blind date, like with her, we were getting on really well. And I I said to them, I don't know how you found her, but it's literally like you've made her in a lab for me. Like, I must have told them what my perfect girl was and they literally found her. So it was, it was very interesting. So that was going all lovely. Then at the corner of your eye, you see the door swings open and the ex walks in. Who was the ex? Well, see, I don't know how much I can reveal, but... Everything. (laughs) (laughs) You know I can't as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll just say, my first ex that walked in was... 
I couldn't even call it a proper ex. And that's what made it a bit awkward because I feel like she felt things a bit deeper than what I did. Or do you think she like oversold it to the producers? She was like, yeah, yeah, we were together. It was the real deal. I think, but at the same time, she might have actually thought that. Do you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes that can happen. Like you think it's just like a casual fling when you haven't realised they felt that deep. Like, whereas to you, it's just like a nice little cuddle and that. Do you know what I mean? But to them, it was like potential husband material. Yeah, that that made it quite interesting. And then I had another ex turn up after that. So, no, you had two turn up. Yeah, two turned up. And the the last one was like, that was like proper, you know, and you probably feel it. My chest hurt, my heart was aching. And how would things been left with this second ex? Well, we say the second ex, but the one you consider to be an ex. So when the relationship broke up, was it on good terms? Did you keep in contact with her? When did you last see her? Give us give so, us the tea here, babe. Yeah, so we um we had been on and off for four years and we hadn't spoke for six months, I reckon. So it was a long time. I did not have a clue she would come on the show, to be honest. I She'd always said she'd never do something like that. And I think she, this was like her way of like last chance alone. So, yeah, I was very shocked. And especially I was shocked because I'd already had an ex turn up. So I was like, yeah, that was me done. With <laughs> like job done. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that. that was nice and easy. Nothing, nothing too real. And then bang, she walked in and I was like, oh, wow. So who ended that- the relationship, you or her? Uh, it was more mutual. It would like one one time I would end it, next time she would end it, and at the end we both just said this is too toxic. Although we love each other, like we can't do this anymore. And then we just went no contact for six months. And then X in the city happens. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the cameras and the producers. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think in the end it was worth doing? Even just oh, I loved it. I, I loved it. I honestly loved it. Like I, I'm. Do you know what? It's like for me, although like awkward situations and things like that aren't nice at the same time, I don't think you feel alive if you're not in them. And like, it makes me feel alive. I'm sure Bobby can say the same. Like, although you don't want drama and that in your life, it does make you feel alive when there's something going on. Do you know what I mean? You could easily go and get a nine to five and be boring. But we like a bit of, we like a bit of, you know, something to make you feel alive. And how how were things after the date? Have you kept in contact with her? Did it reignite feelings? Are you back together? Well, to be honest, you have to watch the show to find out. <laughs> I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you will literally have to watch it to find out because uh, it's no, interesting. Right. It, it ended... It's pretty dramatic. Strawberries went flying. That's all I say on the day. Oh, it's going to be one to watch. Do you know what week your episode's on? Because it starts tomorrow, doesn't it? Starts tomorrow. I, we don't. I don't actually know which one mine is yet. I haven't got a clue. I don't know how many episodes there are. So obviously, you kind of came into into people's minds from my beef a weekend, and that was a little while ago now, wasn't it? Do you, do you what do you think looking back at doing that show, and and what was the experience like for you? Yeah, again, I loved it, to be honest. Like, it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Not many people get to experience that. Obviously, they get to experience being a holiday rep, but doing it on TV, yeah. not so many people get to do. So, yeah, I loved it. And uh, the things that have come off it as well, not even, like, big things, but just, like, things, the people you've met, the experiences you've had, 
Like, I, I loved it. Like, never regret it. And I think the thing is, although it is real life and it is reality, at the same time, it is just a bit of fun and you have to take a pinch of salt. You got If you're willing to take the positives from being on a TV show, you've got to accept that there's going to be some negatives as well. And I'm more than happy to take the positives, so I accept the negatives as well. So, yeah, I loved it. Loved our beef weekender. And you keep yourself busy with your influencing. Do you enjoy that? I do, yeah. I I, I enjoy it. Like like I said, it's you've got to make the most of stuff. Do you know what I mean? And if if you've got a platform, use it everywhere you can. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's I don't see any harm. And every like girl I ever meet and that, and I'm like, put yourself out there on Instagram, do it. Like it's so not easy, but it especially with things like TikTok and that now, like you literally could like do things overnight and suddenly become an influencer. Like put yourself out there. If you're willing, like I said, to be able to accept some criticism, you're always going to have criticism, whatever you do. Like, But yeah, I love it. I love it. Do you miss kind of the travel rep life, though? I mean, I know it's probably not happening quite so much at the minute, what with COVID and all that, certainly not in the last year, but do you miss that life? Do you know what? I, I miss it, but I couldn't do it now. Like I said, at the weekend, we went to that um, Tully's Farm thing and we me and Jordan and that and we got like drunk and that and I was like for even now I'm still struggling. I'm like I don't know in our beef like we do it night after night like and not <laughs> like and as you're getting older you enjoy it but it's honestly it's a struggle. So I miss it but I wouldn't want to be still doing it if that makes sense. It was a chapter of my life I really enjoyed and I'm glad I've done it but I'm looking for love now, do you know what I mean? But it's, that is bloody hard work. And what are your future hopes, like work-wise and things? Like you're you're keeping busy as it is. You do a bit yeah. of the OnlyFans, don't you? I I love the OnlyFans. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff I used to do at night for free, anyway. So now I'm getting paid for it. It's brilliant. <laughs> what days. kind of what kind of stuff do you put on your OnlyFans? <laughs> what don't I put on my OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Do you know what a lot of it is, though, to be honest with you, like, it's, it's messaging people because obviously people, Bobby will know, want to talk to you and you have not got the time to sit there on Instagram every night and DM everyone back. Whereas if you've got a platform where they can pay for it to message you, that then becomes your work. And then you mm. have it there messaging people because it is nice messaging people. And I mean, people, I'm not talking even like sexual now. People generally just want to chat to you. So it, it is good in that sense. Like, I, I enjoy it. it. It becomes, you can actually reply to people because you're getting paid for it, which is obviously we all need to earn a living, so. And then when people are talking to you, do they put in a couple of requests sometimes? Always get the request, you know? You sign on on Friday night at 3am, like. What's the number one request that you get? Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say stuff on here. Um, you, you can swear, you can say what you like. You can say whatever you like. The question you get is, can you do videos with Jordan? That's what they always want to say. <laughs> I need permission for that and a few Ks in the bank. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> Otherwise, they just want personalised stuff. They want to, if you say their name, that's it. Do you know what I mean? They give you some money. I mean, it's a great, it's a great money spinner. You can't, I mean, if you've got it, if you've got it, flaunt it. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> say this though I say like as a boy it's very hard to make money doing that sort of stuff but if you've been on telly and you've got the platform why not milk it for what you can do you know what I mean you're not going to be around forever like and if you're not embarrassed about stuff then like I said if I was embarrassed about things getting out there then yeah don't do it but I couldn't care less really do you know what I mean when you've got a nice car and that because of it it's like well honestly good for you and I think that's the best way to approach it because 
plenty of people are giving it away for free. You may as well. You yeah, may as well make some money from it. I used to, yeah. um well thank you so much for joining us this evening Dino, and um, and best of luck best of luck with your only fans i'll make sure to log on what do you say quarter past three in the morning (laughs) (laughs) Um, request yeah um and uh and good luck i can't wait to see it oh thank you very much (laughs) take care thanks for joining us no worries thank you very much see you later Bye. bye Could you do it, Bob? Melwee's got a car off the back of it. I know someone that bought a house. People, you can earn a lot of money doing OnlyFans. Yeah, a lot of people earning a lot of money. Yeah. And here we are. Forest church mouses, (laughs) for fuck's sake. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what people have paid for for me to just um, squeal at them in my irritating voice. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I get us for free every Thursday evening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sadly, I think I think there's a, there's minimal space to be on OnlyFans, but you never know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Absolutely, um, babes. No, never but good say never, Stephen. No, oh, as I've learned from everyone that I've ever interviewed who's been on Towie, never say never. <laughs> no, they never do anything. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it, when you say it? Because now I interview people, whether it's here or for the magazine, it's so funny the amount of people that say that, and I get why journalists are like, oh... We had a hell of a time, so I said, never say never. Honestly, some PR went round, and obviously it just did the rounds to everyone in their media training interviews or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, but it was great to hear from Dino, and, um, and yeah, great to hear about the show. Well, we've got your um, your interview with Spence Matthews to play us out, so let's listen to him. Here he is. <laughs> How, How are you doing? doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I wasn't really? expecting to see you here today. <laughs> really good thank you really good you're looking well mate thank you very much as are you <laughs> oh thank you very much how have you been i'm very well mate very well indeed you, you've uh, been a busy lad haven't you i have the, the last uh last 10 days or so have been pretty eventful right tell me all about it because i don't I, i've not heard much of it before but i've been reading up on it what the are, are you the marathon de sable yeah um well, it's it's deemed the toughest foot race on earth. It's 250 kilometers uh, across five stages um, with a sit stage that doesn't count time-wise. So six, six days of running, essentially, in the Sahara Desert. We start just outside Wazazati. Uh, and, uh, and essentially, it, it's on average, it's about a marathon a day uh, with a double marathon on day four. So day four is the, is the longest day at 82.5 kilometers. Um, there was about 770 people who started. Uh, about 55% of them did not finish. Um, there was a death this year. No. Nine, nine runners are still in comas. Um, it, it was the hardest marathon de sable ever recorded this year because it was moved to October. Ordinarily, it's in April. Uh, but because of Corona, they weren't able to do it since 2019. So they did one in October, which they'll never do again uh, because the temperatures reached 59 degrees. And, uh, and yeah, it caused uh, an awful lot of damage to, to quite a few people's health. So uh, I will be forever in, in the only Marathon de Sable that happened in October. So I guess that's one positive to take from it. That is a pretty full-on thing. How do you even train for something like that, Spence? Because that don't sound just physical. That's mental as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd say actually overall it's probably more a test of mental resilience than a physical one. Obviously, it's it's very physical, but you just need to listen to your body really and 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 not push yourself too hard. It's a very long race, as as, as you can imagine. You're you're there for a you're actually in the desert for over a week. Um, you know, you're sleeping rough on the floor. Uh, in small pencil sleeping bags, you have to carry everything with you, all your food for the week. So when it comes to training for it, particularly if you live in, in London, which is ordinarily <laughs> kind of cold, it's uh, it's quite difficult to replicate the, the circumstances which you're faced with in the Sahara. So I guess you, ju- you just get very comfortable with running long distance. Um, not drinking, of course, helps me. Um, it's sober. It's October, which means that, you know, a lot of people are taking part in sober October at the moment. Yeah. Uh, in my particular instance, um, completely abstaining from alcohol uh, before an event such as this is, uh, is key to your body's recovery and, and key to how hard you can push yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, as, you, as you quite rightly pointed out, it's, um, you know, it's more of a kind of cathartic experience in that you, you, know, you really feel like you hit rock bottom on a number of occasions throughout the week. Uh, and I guess it's just how you keep yourself in the race, you know, whether or not you leave or whether or not you stay, you know, you can, you can pull the, the ripcord anytime you want. But, but um, obviously, with the many months of training and, and, and the hours that you put into it and the hours that you invest and, and stuff, you, uh, in an ideal world, want to at least finish the race. Absolutely. She mentioned Sober for October. It, it, it's three years, isn't it, since, since you've given up drinking, Spencer? That's not entirely true. So I, I did, um, I did, uh, I was totally abstinent for about just under two years initially when I set up the business. Um, the, the company has never really, the company stance has never really been one of total abstinence uh, or complete sobriety. It's more uh, a message of moderation and just being in control of, of your drinking and not drinking to excess. I myself moderated for a time uh, after. Uh, I was sober and now have just made the decision that actually I prefer living life just completely without alcohol. Um, So it hasn't always been, you know, as easy as just turning off the tap, Um, you know, but but, uh, currently I'm in a very good place uh, with being completely abstinent and, uh, and, you know, really appreciate that that in general, because I, I just, I find that I live much healthier, better life and I'm able to achieve uh, goals such as the Marathon de Saab that I enjoy setting for myself. I mean, you, you're looking good for it. What, what's been the feedback? Because, I mean, gin kind of had a boom a few years back. I mean, I, I've always been a, a, a gin boy back in the day before it was even fashionable. And everyone was like, oh, it's an old girl's drink. And then it's kind of got to a point where you've got gin bars and you get every single flavour under the sun. And it's quite a unique taste, isn't it? So to be able to to make an alcohol-free version that people could still put into a nice glass and feel like they're having a lovely drink is is like, how do you even think to to start about doing that? Was this a decision that you thought about for a while? Yeah, I mean, I I always enjoyed drinking gin, uh, you know, but back when my relationship with alcohol was was unsustainable and unhealthy, uh, I I would drink uh, a a number of of different spirits, but I've always liked gin. The the reason we lead with gin uh, in the UK with the non-alcoholic stuff is because it's, as you've quite rightly pointed out, it's, it's a really explosive gin market. You know, gin here is on the rise and has been for many years. Um, and you know, it's, it's actually in terms of a production process, 
it's it's almost the most fun spirit to work with, uh, given all the botanical drive and and the, and the juniper and the flavors that are associated with gin. Uh, if you take a gin compared to say a vodka, gin is far more uh, potent and full of flavor. So when when you know if you're working with non-alcoholic liquids, uh, as as I've said, it's 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 a more exciting and interesting recipe than say creating a non-alcoholic vodka. But you know we're looking really to bridge that gap between. Uh, desire and compromise desire being I feel like a gin and tonic but the compromise might be I'll have a glass of sparkling water or you know I'll have a diet coke there's a large compromise between the taste and flavor profile that you're actually looking for and what you end up drinking uh, for it, what you know whilst you're, you're looking to make a positive decision so in the same way that beyond meat came along and we're able to replicate what actually feels and tastes like a cheeseburger, the compromise is so slight that veganism is now um, far more accepted by people who probably thought that they would never try a Beyond Meat burger, yeah. uh, such as myself. You know, So it, it took a while for uh, the product to actually catch up and be good enough uh, for the consumer to, to be happy to, to try it. And that's kind of where we are with the gin. So you know, for me, Simple message for October, you know, if you do feel like you'd like to take a break uh, from alcohol, definitely try Clinko uh, because you may find that the compromise is so slight uh, that you find it really easy to drink less. Do you feel that people judge you, Spencer, if you don't have a drink on, say, a night out or if you was out and about with friends, if you was to be having a sober night? Yeah. Is there still a is there still a judgment there from some people? I think I think in my particular case that there, there isn't so much, uh, but I can understand why there is a stigma surrounding people who don't drink, and and there there is pressure in the UK associated with drinking. Uh, you know, I I I I think I've always had relatively strong willpower to decide whether or not I'm going to drink or not. Uh, but there were certainly many years where my arm was was twisted. You know, I'd be saying to myself, I'm going to take a night off. And then all of a sudden your friends are going out. So you go out and you drink anyway. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, wow, my wife's just walked in looking absolutely fabulous. Sorry, I, I was distracted from 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 your poignant question. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, but no, absolutely. Look, I, I just feel that na- nowadays in particular, I think it's really important. And actually, the, the younger generation are drinking less anyway. I think everything being documented on social media and people having an insight into your life. You know, if you choose to be on Instagram, people have an insight into your life. And I think people like to put their best foot forward. Um, and that often is not being blind drunk. You know, back in, <laughs> back in, back in the day, um, you know, when I used to go out every single night, um, it was often considered you know, kind of cool to be the last person standing. Whereas now I think, you know, what's considered perhaps by the younger generation to be slightly cooler is being more active, sharing experiences that you can share online uh, and really enjoy and remember, you know, remembering experiences is is quite a big thing now. Whereas, uh, yeah, as I said, you know, times have changed from before. Um, But uh, how's how's your drinking? Do you find yourself engaging in, in dry Jan or sober October? Do you know what? I think it went one way or the other for people when we went into lockdown back in March last year. And I, and I think a lot of people started drinking a, li- a lot more. I went the complete other way. For me, I, I, I didn't drink. I, I started training. For me, I wanted to use that time because I think a lot of people very rarely are our diaries that 
three where you think, right, how often do we have that amount? Bearing in mind it was meant to only be three weeks in the beginning, wasn't it? I thought, I've never not worked for three weeks. So what can I do to use this time to feel like it's not wasted? So kind of looked at diet, started training, didn't drink. Um, But I can see why a lot of people did and and, and they turned to just eating out of boredom. And I think a lot of people's drinking is habitual. I, yeah. I think once people open a bottle of wine, they think, "Oh, I'll have one more. I'll yeah, have yeah. one more." But but for I, me, no, it, it, I didn't. I didn't really drink at all. I noticed uh, with, with with delight your body transformation. Uh, it, would, <laughs> it, would, it would appear regularly on my Instagram feed. Your your, your black and white boxing photos. I thought, I, I, I'm always I'm always a big fan of of anyone who. Uh, who, who takes a kind of body transformation seriously, or in fact, who, who kind of falls into a routine, a healthy routine that they prefer to their life, you know, their previous life. I think uh, not to get too deep, but you know, life is a, is a, is a, is a very powerful thing. I think you can mold it however, however, which way you wish. And, you know, you appeared to be very proud of your achievement, which I thought was um, heartwarming. Thank you. Do you know, for me, as well as obviously the, the, the body side and, and seeing a change is lovely but for, for my mind it, it's one of them and, and I was I was never someone that trained Spanish I was never someone that really went to the gym do you know what I mean I had a membership but I'd go and have a sauna and a steam room um and I kind of thought it, for me there's for that time I'm training it, it was good for my anxiety for my head and it's more how it makes me feel um, than how it makes me look. And I kind of wish I'd started before, but what can you do? At least at least I've started now, but yeah. it's something that I definitely feel better for. Just ask you one last question, if that's okay. So we've seen, obviously, you've just smashed this amazing challenge. Would you ever do anything like a, a Bear Grylls or like a Celebrity SAS? uh ne- never say never Bobby it, it kind of depends uh, obviously I'm uh, I-, I have children now and I-, and I run a business so so you know spending extended amounts of time away to film a television series uh, may not be in line with my responsibilities uh but uh never say never I'm not overly interested in the SAS show if I'm honest but I'm a huge Bear Grylls fan so who knows Oh, thank you for joining me. Send my love to your lovely wife. Last time I saw her, she was pregnant. She's uh, she she's she's right behind you actually, and sends her love. Oh, bless her. Yeah. Hello, babe. Take Stay safe, guys. Cheers, Bobby. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, bye. bye. Well, that was great. How how was he, Bob? Was he was he good to chat? Joe, really, really good chat, and uh, he's looking so well. Well, he does. He's he's like a. Sober is he? All that he's, he keeps he's like works out plenty. He's father now. He's just like you know very different to his old life. Yeah, and he's just done that incredible challenge where he's yeah. done like fifteen thousand marathons in six <laughs> days. And uh, yeah, absolutely, hats off to him. Yeah, I mean, brave, braver man than me. Uh, not probably not one I'd be I'll be doing anytime soon. Uh, well, what have you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything exciting? This week I have, I've got a friend's birthday party at the weekend. Lovely. Um, you can shove your gob full of food at that as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably will. I, I, will, I will stuff my face. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, work and a party. And uh, I don't know how long we've got. Oh, wait, I was thinking ain't Halloween. That's next weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm going as a, I'm going as a cheerleader. Are you? What, mm. a dead one? 
just a cheerleader. Just a cheerleader. Maybe I'll have just a little bit of blood coming my nose and my eye or something. Um, got a bit of blood. What are you going to do? Little skirt, crop top. Very, very crop short top. skirt. Yeah. Um, I've already got it ordered. Um, and well, it's already been delivered. Uh, we'll talk about this next week. Maybe I'll yeah. give you a sneak preview. Absolutely. Um, so is going to be slutting it right up. I really am. I need to buy, I need to buy brand new underwear because it's all going to be on show. So. <laughs> you can't do it on the 31st of October. When can you? I want to live that mean girls fantasy. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like you're, you're a slut on Halloween. That's just how it is. Um, yeah, well, how that's it. Um, yeah, pretty much the same as you, actually. I have, I have another birthday party to go to with my oldest, oldest friend, Kat. Um, um, old as in age, or old <laughs> yeah. as in... no, but she it's I've known her since <laughs> I was four. I've known her since I was four, um, and we've been friends ever since. And oh. um, she lives in South London, and we are going out in London Bridge on Saturday night, so looking forward to that. Oh, um, bit of rowing, I've got a bit of work to do this weekend, so yeah, busy one. Um, busy but all good, yeah, busy boy, best be busy, keep it, keeeps your Absolutely mind occupied, babes, doesn't it? Got to be done. Uh, Well, until next week, everyone, thank you. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Stay safe.